And what I thought to myself in those moments and what I realized was this moment is building me to be a stronger individual. This moment's pushing me out of my comfort zone so that I can reach for something more so that I don't find my happiness and my success in an individual, but so that I find my happiness and success outside of an individual. And that was a powerful moment for me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Entrenched Podcast. My name is Sam and I'll be your host as we navigate and dig our way out of mediocre mindsets. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm excited to be talking about a pretty complicated and deep issue today. Today we're going to be talking about depression and its effects on you and on us as a society. We'll be covering many topics, general thoughts on the subject. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask, and maybe if you're wondering if this podcast is for you, is do you find yourself stressed out about life? Do you find yourself fighting mental wars weekly or even daily? Let's have a conversation about it. And even if you're not or wouldn't classify yourself as depressed, excuse me, as depressed, this podcast is still for you. Um, all of us have friends and family that deal with depression, um, that struggle, uh, with the journey that we call life. And I think it's important that we educate ourselves on the subject. So in this podcast, uh, my goal is to share some fresh perspective to help you nav- navigate the difficulties that life has to offer you, especially when it comes to depression. Um, specifically today, we're going to be discussing the issue of high-functioning depression. Of course, there's there's different areas of depression is first what we have to understand, right? Um, and there's different ways to approach Um, the way depression affects us each as individuals. Um, Some people, it is a chemical imbalance, um, and they truly need to seek medical attention and medical help. Um, That is the case. But also, there's a large portion of society that struggles with what is classified as high-functioning depression. Um, This would be classified, and here's a list of five or six things that would put you in that category. Are you overly critical of yourself? Do you often find that you are more irritable than normal? Um, seeing things that seem small uh, often to other people often take a toll on you, um, give you anxiety, and uh, you can find that you're constantly irrational with uh, anxiousness. Um, people with high-functioning depression, um, the risk of becoming both mentally and physically exhausted um, because they're, they're always mentally raging war and then they're always physically pushing themselves. Uh, Many times they have an absence of joy in their life. So they're living life, but they just find that they're not joyful. Um, And then, of course, sleep patterns are heavily affected with people who have high-functioning depression. Uh, The list could go on, but high-functioning depression is usually these people are harder to to find in life. You generally kind of can self-diagnose yourself and realize that you have it. And I would argue a large portion of Americans in today's society deal with high-functioning depression, and that's why it's a subject that I, I wanted to discuss today. Um, it's it's easy to, to struggle with high-functioning depression because of the way our society is structured, and I kind of wanted to break some of that down for you because I think understanding the cause of the issue um, helps us then address the issue. So it's something that's uh, what's called in the business world is lead and lag measures. So a lag measure is the facts. It's the data, right? So let's say I want to lose weight. First, I have to figure out how much weight I I have. So I step on the scale and I weigh uh, 360 pounds. All right. So what do I need to do to change that? 
That's the lead measure. So the lag measure is what is, I weigh 365 pounds. The lead measure are the things I can put into place to change that number, to change that 365 to 364 and then 363 and then 362, et cetera, right? So when we're talking about the issue of depression and um, high-functioning depression specifically, in our society, the first thing we need to do is kind of discuss the lead measures. How did we get here? Why are we why are we in a society that is so depressed and why do we have so many grown adults that struggle with this on the daily? And I think a lot of it is is that we're actually we're built for community as people. Um, but America is set up where it divides and it brings seclusion. Um, like family independence is a big thing in America. So if you look at other cultures, um, especially like my dad's culture, um, the Latin culture, it's family independence isn't so much focused on as it's just the culture as a whole is unified. The culture as a whole is is kind of gathered around each other to support each other. When American culture, it's a very independent culture. It's I'm going to pursue my American dream and I'm going to build a life for myself that is glorious and I'm going to do all these things, right? So that's where we really struggle in the American culture because it really comes down to idealistic self-independence. Um, and that I think is, I think that's unfortunate. And I think that breaks down the community side that we need as humans. And you really kind of dig a little deeper and you look into you look into the fact that the way our society is geared so technology-based, um, and that really divides us as humans. Of course, technology is a beautiful thing, and during this pandemic and everyone self-isolating and all of that, technology has unified us in incredible ways, but it also it, it, it does divide us. Um, there is a, a heavy argument to be made that technology doesn't fill the void of human interaction, and it doesn't quite do the same um, as a life-on-life life looking into someone's eyes. It's just not the same. And I'd also argue that, you know, we're so individualistic in our society. Understand your family wasn't meant to fulfill me only, to fulfill you only. It takes a village. Um, you need more than people than just your brothers and sisters. You need a community of people gathered around you and rallied around you. Of course, your family can be a core and they should be your core. Um, your family should play a big part in your life in developing you and growing you and, and encouraging you and keeping you accountable. Um, and loving you and caring for you, but it should be should be more than that. Um, it should be friends and family, and you should have friends that ultimately become quote unquote family. Of course, then there's the issue of our comfort. So not only are we divided as a culture because of technology and because of you know I'm going to build a life for myself. Um, you know, it's me and my family kind of against the world. I'm going to take care of my own. It's kind of the way our society is built. But then additionally to that, um, we have a society that is comfort, uh, very comfortable in America. Even people who are poor in America are extremely rich compared to third world countries. And of course, there are genuinely people who struggle in America. I'm not um, disqualifying their struggles. But it is a reality that we struggle a lot less. And has that comfort and ease of like the modern West um, society led to the majority of people losing strength that is developed in the struggle. 
So think about it. If, if you struggle through life, that struggle is tough, but it builds strength, right? But we live in a culture where we don't have to struggle a whole lot. A lot of things are just given to us. If we, uh, you know, pandemic comes around and we're all sent home, suddenly the government, government's just sending you checks. Um, there's lots of food pantries to help people out. And of course, jobs are, are coming back now and, and people are applying. So the amount of struggle we have as a society is far less than a way a lot of other people struggle. And has that lack of a struggle, or lack of, frankly, a real struggle, um, led to a very soft generation? Uh, I say that cautiously because I understand that each person's struggle is is different, right? So I'm probably saying that, and you're probably thinking to yourself, if you're listening to this, you're working through some struggle you've had in your life, and you're like, well, I, what are you saying? I've struggled with X, Y, Z, and please hear me out. I'm sure you have, um, and I can't disqualify the difficulty of, of your struggle. With that being said, um, I think you have to look at how we struggle as as a society versus compared to other people. And I think there's a certain amount of healthiness in comparing your struggle to the struggles of other. For example, I would say I've struggled a lot in life, but at the end of the day, when I look at people around me, I would say that I've struggled a whole lot less than they have. So when you think about how much we could have struggled and we think about how much we do struggle, that's not to say we still don't struggle, but it's to say that the difficulty of our struggle is so much less and does that lightened load that we carry create a weaker generation. Not saying that our generation is weaker than the one before us. I'm just saying, does it create a weaker society in general? A society that is um, mentally and physically not as prepared for the struggles of life as we used to be. Compare compare this to exercise, right? Um, If we don't put effort in, you remain weak, right? So if you want to run faster, you have to put the work in. If you want to have a healthier body, you have to put the exercise and you have to put the work in. Our, so I, I say all of this, and at this point I've kind of been rambling a little bit, so let me kind of tie this up nice and neat for you. Are our emotions weak because we expect our relationships to be easy? Are our emotions weak because we have we don't struggle in life very much when it comes to material possessions in America. So our emotions are weakened by the lack of real struggle. And do do those weakened emotions lead us to the point we are today where we struggle so deeply with, with depression and we just struggle so deeply with life and, and with the feelings of inadequacy and with all the things that, that we do. Once again, we're, we're talking about lead and lack measures here. So I'm optioning that we should consider that part of the problem with our struggle is the fact that maybe we haven't put in the work to become strong mentally. Um, then, of course, there's, there's the reality of we live in the age of knowledge. So take the struggle out of it. Take the American family out of it. Um, this kind of plays a little bit more into the technology piece, which is we have a society where uh, I think it's 85% of Americans or so have phones now, and the age of knowledge is, is here. Anything you want at any time, it's at your fingertips. And while it's a beautiful thing, that knowledge can also bring 
uh, a lofty amount of weight. Of course, the the overstated phrase for the the movies is with great power comes great responsibility. And the reality is knowledge is power. And with all of this knowledge that we can now consume as an individual, there comes a heavy responsibility to filter through that knowledge appropriately. And if our emotions are weakened because of other things that we've experienced in life, how are we supposed to appropriately filter through that knowledge? Of course, um, it creates a very difficult, especially for younger adults growing up right now, it creates a very difficult life to, to kind of grow into. Um, you're constantly being bombarded with knowledge. Um, you don't have the community that you need to support you. Um, you kind of rely on your phone and you rely on your online communities and you find solace in that, but something about that's just not the same. So you find yourself struggling a little bit more with uh, isolation. You find yourself struggling a little more with depression. You find yourself struggling a little more. And maybe you weren't prepared appropriately to handle the struggles facing you. And that's okay. And we'll, we'll get to, to the lead measures in a little bit to help maybe help address some of these issues. But I think we have to dig a little bit deeper here. Um, I think we have to dig into the issue of comparing yourselves to others and how that affects our mental and emotional struggle. The problem is, once again, because of technology, and this is an issue humans always have, have struggled with, but even more now because of technology, we struggle with comparing ourselves to other humans. Um, you scroll through Instagram, you scroll through TikTok, and you see a blip of someone's life, and you think, man, I wish my life was like that. But the reality is, is you do yourself a, just, a disjustice. Because that person's life isn't as perfect as it seems in that momentary clip that you witnessed or in that momentary photo on Instagram. I can tell you right now, if you log onto my Instagram, shout out the well-dressed underscore bald man, my uh, pictures would paint a different story than what my life actually looks like. In fact, they're no near remotely near what my life actually looks like. And I've done that on purpose. It's fun to create, um, to express myself through Instagram in a certain way. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But the problem is, is when someone looks at that and they think, ah, I want a life like that. And when reality is my Instagram is not a reflection of my life at all. And of course, even if it is a reflection of a real life, comparing yourself to that person, it does nothing but tear you down and, and bring you down mentally. So that's something that you have to work against. But once again, if you don't have a strong support system, if you haven't prepared yourself, if you've had a lot of things given to you in life and you haven't built a strong mental mindset, um, you're easily defeated by these by these things. You're easily defeated by the information sliding at you. You're easily defeated by comparing yourself to others. Um, and then, of course, there's the other issue. There's, there's medication. Um, there's the things that, that we take in order to make ourselves feel better. Um, but more than that is when I say medication, I'm, I'm not necessarily addressing medication like the actual pill, but the thought I would like to unpack is have we medicated a struggle that we are intended to bear with patients? So as we have a society, what are, what are we doing to address and what are we doing to, to fight against mental illness? What are we doing to fight against depression? What are we doing to fight against um, high-functioning depression? What are we doing to, to combat these things that we struggle with? A lot of times it is medication, and a lot of times it's medication in other forms. So it might just be alcohol as your medication. It might be um, coping mechanisms that aren't healthy. 
And maybe the struggle is meant to build us. Maybe the struggle is meant to fulfill a greater purpose. Maybe the struggle is meant to propel you to be a stronger, healthier, ready individual. So don't, what I'm trying to say is when you're struggling in life, when, you, when you're fighting the mental battle, don't look to necessarily at times to try and alleviate that battle or don't sit back and say, man, I wish I wasn't fighting this battle. Recognize what the battle does. Recognize where the battle's going to get you. Recognize how it's going to grow you. And then recognize how much better you'll be when you've conquered and you're at the end of that struggle. I think we could dive into medications and um, I'm hesitant. I'm hesitant to to kind of dive into to this aspect because it's a hot topic, but let me say this. When you take medications in order to make yourself feel better, you're applying a bullet to a band or you're applying a, a band-aid to a bullet hole, rather. Um, the medications may work. They may help you feel better in, in those moments, and that's great. And I wouldn't necessarily discourage you from from partaking in that, but recognize that the issue is is far deeper than just a chemical imbalance. It's never that simple. And so while that medication might help and it might be a step in the right direction, medication is never the answer. It's never the singular answer. So if you are a place in life where you feel you need to take medication, don't feel bad. But don't rely on that medication as your only answer to the issues you're struggling with. Kind of think I would like to to start summarizing all of this. A couple of thoughts I would I would like to unpack in closing. Has our disconnection from the physical real world through social media, through video games, through through the internet, created a detachment from the stabilizing force of reality? Has our connection to to this fictitious life that we find on the internet detached us from, from the real. There's a certain amount of stabilizing force in the raw, in the moment, in the connection that you have in real life and has our, our push for us to be more and more online created a weakness when it comes to real life. One of the things my my good friend Morgan Gravely says is, I think at the core we know we are capable of more and made for more, but we settle for mediocre. We know it even when we don't realize we know it. To summarize, I really think that if you look at these lead measures, you can then start implementing lag measures. You can then start implementing things that you can change in your life in order to combat the high functioning or just the depression that, that you deal with. In order to, and I would say this, this discussion is even bigger than just depression, just in order to combat the, the struggle of life. So I would encourage you to embrace several thoughts. The first of which would be that life is a process. So don't get lost in the moments or in the seasons. 
a lot of people, they allow themselves to get lost in moments or seasons in life, and they fail to see the long-term trajectory of what it means to exist. They fail to see the long-term trajectory of what it means to be a happy, successful individual and what it takes to get there. So run the race set before you with with endurance and really adapt what I would call a warrior mindset. And by that, I would say, embrace the struggle that life brings you. For example, at one point, I remember I was struggling emotionally in life, bad relationship, broken up, standing in my kitchen, depressed, sad, suicidal. And what I thought to myself in those moments and what I realized was this moment is building me to be a stronger individual. This moment's pushing me out of my comfort zone so that I can reach for something more so that I don't find my happiness and my success in an individual, but so that I find my happiness and success outside of an individual. And that was a powerful moment for me. So seek to develop that warrior mindset where you struggle through life and you look to learn the lessons that life has to teach you. Stop having this losses mindset where I took an L or that didn't work. Have a lessons mindset where you start just learning from the things that life has to teach you every day. And last but not least, but what I think is a very important aspect of all of this is seek the kingdom of God. Apply yourself to the scriptures. Seek to make disciples Or seek to be a disciple and seek to make disciples. I would argue that this is potentially one of the most important thoughts I'm going to share on this podcast. And that is if you're dealing with depression, if you're dealing with struggling through life, you need to be discipled by another wiser individual. One might call it therapy. If that's what you want to go, if you want to go to a a therapist because you don't have anyone else in your life, that's fine. But seek out someone who is older and wiser than you and allow them to disciple you. But in like turn, you need to seek out someone who is younger than you and who needs someone who's older and wiser than them. And you seek to disciple them. And when you disciple them, you will find that you yourself will grow and mature as an individual. And that will give your life purpose and meaning. That will allow you to apply the lessons that life has taught you. That will allow you to really add value to another individual. And that will help pull you from perhaps the depths of despair that you feel. A lot of people call it, you know, mentored and being, you know, you should find yourself a mentor and you should go mentor others. But as a Christian, we apply it to discipleship specifically. And that is you should seek to be discipled by another wiser Christian individual. And you should also seek to disciple those around you and bring them up in the love of Christ. Whatever the case, I don't want to make this podcast too long, but I I hope these thoughts have helped. I hope maybe that's shared some fresh perspective for you. I know life is hard. I know life is difficult. We really struggle to, to endure this thing that we call life. But the fight is worth it. And there is meaning and purpose to our lives, far greater than we can ever imagine. And you have to search the scriptures and and find that meaning and find that purpose that Christ has given you and apply it to your everyday life. 
it's okay to struggle. It's okay to fight. But just remember that life may punch you, but you should punch back harder and allow it to make you a better, stronger, more successful individual. With that being said, this is the Entrenched Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope we were able to help you dig your way out of maybe a few mediocre mindsets today. With that being said, of course, find us online. I would love to hear from you at any time if you found this podcast helpful, inspirational, or downright stupid. You can find me online at the well-dressed underscore bald man on Instagram or on Facebook, of course, Sam Eduardo, E-D-U-A-R-D-O, and of course, my email, Samuel at gmail.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you next time.